doing the binge buddies. Bad days and happy feels. So it's Brian Russell with me as always. Is Matt Zombie Dog Debbie Loomis Dykes? Oh, uh, uh, wait, hang on a minute. Which one's Debbie? <laughs> is that the mom? That's the mom. So I'm a stripper. No. Have you Wrong been one. looking at my OnlyFans? My pole dancing. <laughs> is, is that what you're doing when you're not being a reporter from Scream Two? <laughs> yeah. I, I I dance with a pole. It's not the kind of pole dancing that you would expect. Well, no, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we also have Joel. Uh, wow, I thought I remember how to say this. I guess I don't. Joel Richie Kirsch. Do it. Please explain. I, <laughs> I, I know. That- <laughs> okay. I, uh, full disclosure here. I had a very light night. Uh, very late double feature. <laughs> you had an you had an accidental double feature. <laughs> yeah, and I did it in the wrong order. So. <laughs> uh, you know, don't figure, guys. Having three different Halloween Halloween movies with the same name is going to be a problem for me. <laughs> like the fact that the fact that we'd even joked about it makes it better. So for cards on the table, everyone. Before we started watching this movie, Joel asked the question. Which Halloween are we watching? And I thought it'd be really funny to say, Joel, we're watching Halloween, not Halloween, and most certainly not Halloween. And thought I was being very funny because they all have the same name, but it, it led to Joel watching the wrong Halloween. <laughs> the, the, the sick part is I stopped for a second when I was looking on Amazon Prime. I was like, I got to make sure I choose the right one. <laughs> I, I, sw- I swear I thought the screen said 2007. But I, I should have been like, why is Jamie Lee Curtis here? But uh, that, <laughs> that, that, that didn't uh, register. So here I am. I like how he... you got all the way through it before and then started watching the second one before you realized as well. So you even will have seen directed by David Gordon Green or something and not Rob Zombie. At that moment, it really should have been, ah, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why the first 20 minutes of the uh, two, I was like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think that's a double feature we should all try one day. Watch Halloween, the newest one that's just called Halloween, and then watch Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 and just see what kind of a viewing experience that is. I mean, Uh, it's just really out there, like, sequel that takes place the night after the original, and they're really going back on him being a brother thing. Uh... (laughs) I'll share my extended thoughts next week. <laughs> Mother of God. Um, oh. But yeah, so now we're here talking about 2007's Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, I've been hinting for a while that uh, out of all the Halloween sequels, this is actually one of the ones that I somewhat enjoy. Uh, this would probably be the harshest harshest rewatch I've had. Like I, I've seen this thing a few times now and uh, maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it, but watching it the other night, I'm like, it's not a bad movie. It's just not a great movie either. Like it's just sort of fine, which is not it's what you'd a expect. Movie. But that's not what you'd expect from Rob Zombie. Like Rob Zombie swings for the fences, and he did on for this one too. But still, at the end of it, it's like it's fine. It, it's really got like a um, like a film school attitude to it, which is both kind of fun and also kind of like grinding at points. Um, but that's my take on it. Uh, Joel, you're, you're the most freshest watch having done it at midnight last night. What was your take? I actually enjoyed this movie. Uh, I, I am okay with the liberties he took in this first film because I think so much of this movie is actually rooted in sort of retelling the original Halloween. 
in a lot of ways. The, the skeletal structure of that first film actually is pretty deeply embedded in there. Uh, I found interesting the way he tried to create sort of the origin story more explicitly in this movie, whereas the original series, it was just, here he is, he's a force of nature, and then we're going to back up into the sort of familial stuff. Uh, so yeah, I am, I enjoyed it. I put it on the good scale. I do kind of agree. It does break the convention of either really great or really bad mm-hmm. Halloween films, which I've come to expect. But yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to be the more glowing person of this. <laughs> well, don't worry. We got next week to go back to that really bad scale. Um, <laughs> Matt, what about you? So I it's weird. I kind of enjoyed it, but also I did think there was a few times where I was watching where I was like, oh, just get on with it. Just just keep moving. Because I was very aware that this was a two-hour film as well. And like a lot mm-hmm. of these films have been a nice breezy 90 minutes. And then when you're sitting down and it's a two-hour film and like slasher films in general, there's not really a lot in them, really. But I mean, let's be honest, even if they do put a lot of story in, it's like, you know, we had Halloween H2O, which I think has got the most amount of actual story of any Halloween film. And it's still eighty, like eighty-five minutes long. Like it, so, sitting down in this two-hour film, it did drag a few times. There was a few times where I'm clicking the like, you know, the remote to be like, "How long's left on this?" Oh god, there's still another hour of this to go. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Uh, there's definitely some fat that could have been trimmed from this movie. And but when you're saying, it. when you're saying there's another hour left to go, the last hour is just the original Halloween. Yes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then like you know, at that point, it does, it does get a lot better to be fair like i think um i i I liked the the references to the original one as well like you've got linda saying totally Mm -hmm. uh which is the the one thing that i did sort of like part way through my viewing i was like what year is this taking place in like the the the, the it's 2007 yeah i don't mean the the modern the the present day stuff i was thinking like you know the before stuff like you know with michael as a kid and then in the asylum i'm sitting there going same answer it's 2007 it's all just 2007 rob doesn't know how to change time (laughs) like that's he's learning here (laughs) it's all 2007 but yeah i I just i think my major issue is just how many really like so many of the characters were just disgusting Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. but actually, it's just disgusting for like for just being disgusting sake. Like the two fucking medical janitor orderly people were just absolute scumbags. Oh yeah, let's let's rape this woman for no but, reason. Oh, I thought you were talking about like, uh, never mind. Uh, but no, that, that's actually <laughs> good. I thought you were talking about Danny Trejo. I'm like, he was fine. Uh, <laughs> oh no, 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 he's he's great. He, he, he was, was actually really a nice guy. It was a nice um, guy, but no, no, the, the two who were like, you know, oh, yeah, let's rape this one. Oh, let's rape her in front of Michael. And then you're just like, I'm wait, sitting there going, wasn't this that is two? Such an... No, this is this one. Uh, right? It's one, I believe. Wait. Yeah, it's, it's how no, Michael that's gets two. out. That, that's the guy who does like the fuck, 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 fuck. No, 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 oh, no. Okay, the two, two no. different. Those are two different things. Two, oh, those they're, are two they're... different guys who talk about raping a girl in front of Michael. Go, no, they, Rob they Zombie. Actually, they actually rape a girl in front of Oh, that's right. Rob Zombie. <laughs> in front of michael myers i mean they could have and that, done that, that that's too. how he gets know. out and and it's just i'm i'm watching it just thinking this is really unnecessary like 
yeah. the rape scene, it's just, it just, it doesn't feel like it fits in the sort of like the Halloween thing. Like there could have been so many better ways that they, that they did get him getting out, you know. So, so we're, we're butting up against the, you watched the director's cut, correct? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I yeah. was very yeah. confused. So, <laughs> so if you watch the director's cut, you get that scene. If you watch the theatrical, you watch, cause I watched theatricals because those are the only ones I could find to buy right off the gate. In the theatrical, he there's no rape. It, it's just mm-hmm. like they're walking down the hallway and he breaks his handcuffs and he just gets out. Yeah, See, uh, now, that would have been those so two, much better. But those two characters are still scumbags, even in the still horrible people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like that that is the thing, is I had set out to watch the director's cut of both of these and ended up watching the theatrical because that's what Apple had for sale. And even though Apple still lists them as unrated, they are actually are the R-rated theatrical ones. And I'm back to saying, fuck Apple. It's the worst. It's the only thing I agree with Elon Musk on is that Apple sucks, but for totally different <laughs> reasons. Um, <laughs> I'm not an egomaniac fuckhead. Um, but but to be fair, Apple does have For All Mankind, Ted Lasso, Slow Horses. They're very good series. Yeah. yeah. The, the people they hired to make their shows are good. The company still sucks ass. Uh, yeah. Oh, Fox yeah. made The Simpsons. I mean, it- yeah. <laughs> like um anyhow so that that is good to note like yeah yes they're, they're, matt saw a much more extreme even shittier version of these movies but i i will point those out when we butt up against that because when i like i watch the escape scene and it's not bad it's kind of exactly what i want from it it's just uh rob zombie had him in a hallway and then he's like well i'm tired of wearing these handcuffs and i'm tired of all of you being alive you're gonna fix all of that and uh it, it just kind of moves um, but talking about the shitty gross characters is kind of a good way to jump into the the beginning of this movie. We can start kind of stepping through it because the mo- beginning of this movie, at least to my mind, is really the only time that it really feels like those Rob Zombie people, like those Devil's Rejects sort of people of just like that pure like Rob Zombie redneck where every other word is cunt and everything else is just gross and everything from the walls to the people's clothes is just dirty and filthy. You really only get that in these two movies in the beginning when you see Michael Myers as a child, and that's when like Laurie is a baby, and it's some of the grossest shit ever. Like just like when um, Judith comes downstairs to talk to her mom and stepdad mm-hmm. Ronnie guy, the whole conversation is just fucking disgusting. Like the way they all talk to each other is gross. You have the guy at the end going, mm, "She's got a nice dumper on her." It's like God, this is just, just disgusting. And and I say that with a whole bunch of love for William Forsyth, he actually is a really good actor. Like he makes you hate, hate that guy. And he only has like 10 lines, Um, but it does just make it kind of not fun. Like the first, first movie in these three movies jammed into one movie is probably my least favorite out of all of them. I don't like the redneck family. I don't really like seeing that much backstory on Michael. Like I get it, but uh, Ryan even sent us a review of this where like telling Michael's backstory kind of destroys the myth. I don't disagree with him there. All that said, I think the kid was a good actor, so I'll give him that much. But otherwise, I'm not a big fan of that opening stuff. Um, but wh- what were you guys on it? Like, the, do you like the the beginning before he starts going a little nuts, or no? I re- I really don't, and, and I think I agree with uh, Ryan on the it destroys the mythos thing. Like, and, and we what we see of Michael in like Michael's family anyway in the original one with that John Carpenter did is he's just a regular kid. That's like, and I think that works better than, oh, he was abused and stuff like that because it's just, <clears throat> it's playing into the uh, the standard 
serial killer kind of trope because there's a there's a bunch of serial killers that they were abused as kids and you know there's arguments of whether or not that abuse caused them to be serial killers it's like well no it's it's specific things it's like the abuse plus this plus this plus this and i think the film is trying to make the audience think oh well actually it's just the abuse that's that's done it really um with with the way that it's portrayed and i know we have loomis saying that you know it's a perfect storm of, you know, environment and the the personality, but the film isn't showing us that, really. It's just, like, the, what it's presenting to us is that Michael's just being bullied by his dad and just flips out and, yeah. and kills him. And that's not Michael Myers to me. Michael, Michael Myers is... You know, I think there's even a line in the second one where someone says, are you, calling, are you saying that Michael Myers is like a shark? Well, yeah, he actually is. You know, yeah. the Michael Myers of the original film, especially, is just a shark. He's just, uh, what's going on? Oh, over there. Oh, there's some teenagers I can kill. I'm going to go kill them. And it's like, this film is trying to make something out of that, which I think it kind of crushes it. Like, not crushes it. It, it, um, it just it it's, changes it a lot. Yeah. A lot. It, ru- it ruins the sort of, like you said, the mythos. I'm, like, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of like, you know, something different to what everyone else has said, because, you know, why not? But it is essentially, it's like, you know, it's not, it's ruining the mythos of the character. I don't need to know everything about the character's backstory. And actually, I think not knowing, like, everything makes them more scary. It's, It's this sort of, it's that classic Hollywood thing and it is kind of like a classic Hollywood thing, especially when you see the remakes that they do of like French films or Hong yeah. Kong films where they have to explain everything. And it's just like, well, no, you don't need to explain everything. You know, let, let, yeah. just, just we can we can sort of like, you know, we don't need to know everything that's going on in this character. We don't need to know every single motivation behind every action. No, but you it... Know, it- it leads into the conversation that I think is actually a really interesting one that, that this movie brings up, which is like the, is the horror movie scarier when it's more of like a, a myth sort of thing, which is like totally normal kid who snapped, or is it scarier when it's more like what you'd expect in like down the street in a bad neighborhood where it's like, no, this is what could actually be happening. Like, so I think like it's a really weird place to be where Rob Zombie is making the more grounded, realistic movie, but that's kind of what I think they were going for of like, the normal kid is most likely not the kid who's going to snap and murder his sister and then like turn into this crazy killer. The kid who's abused in the trailer park down the road where everyone makes fun of him because he has feelings is more likely to brew that sort of person, at least looking statistically. So I think that's the idea behind Rob Zombie trying to make this more grounded and realistic, which is just not in Rob Zombie's wheelhouse, which is why we get (laughs) such a bananas movie. But it is kind of an interesting take on it. So whether or not I like it, I don't think is really the point. I think it's just that it's kind of an interesting way to approach it. Um, the, the problem with trying to make these films grounded as well is the character of Michael Myers is not a grounded character. If you want to make it grounded in reality, you know, they still have him getting shot and beaten and and being and, and mean, fine. Like, you know, but he's like, also 10 times bigger in this. Like this to me is the scariest version of Michael. Like the other Michaels, I feel like I could kind of worm my way away from. This guy's like a tornado in a person. Like, if you're even within 10 feet of him, 
you're completely mince me. It's not like, oh, I got stabbed. I might be able to run away. It's like, no, I am fucking dead. Like he makes yeah. sure of it. Um, this is the first of the movies where I thought to myself, oh my God, are they didn't actually kill a child? Yeah. You, you know that I mean? Cause there are a few spots where he will be butting up against a child by himself and he'll sort of stare at her <laughs> and then they'll <laughs> linger on it just long enough where it's just like, Oh God. And then they finally pull it away. It was just like, Oh, thank Christ. <laughs> from that. But they even did a good job establishing that, like that thing in the movie, like, the, like as many shots as I want to take at this, like nearing the end of this, like we'll, we'll kind of get into the kills now. So when mini Mike is uh, a kid, he eventually kills his bully with a tree branch. It's a very, very brutal scene. Like the kid begging, like really sells it in kind of an uncomfortable way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later that night when the, the night happens, like the one from the original where he kills his sister, uh, he actually kills way more people in this thing. He kills his stepdad, kills the 12 second man lasted longer than 12 seconds this time. Go buddy. You're doing great. Um, then he also gets baseball batted in the head. Um, but like throughout those kills, like it's um, lost the word. And then I lost my point. Um, <laughs> brutal brutal is like a word for it but it's also different like it's not brutal in the way of like the original where in the original it was just like it was almost i dare to use the word joyous in the kill like when he's killing his sister since it's at pov and it's just staring at the knife of like yeah yeah look at me go in this one it's all about the death it's not about the murder it's about like watching the sister die like we are about watching these people die and they even show that a lot from michael's point of view like not michael's point of view but like the people dying point of view like staring up at him as he's just watching like are you dying now oh yeah this is it oh look at you go like it's it's a very different take on it and to me like I actually find that that take on it a little bit creepier. Like kid Mike in this thing, I think is actually pretty creepy. I think the kid is good. I think the actor is good. Uh, it, it just kind of skews me out. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I, I the, yeah. it, it is hard to place the specifics of why, because he, he's been brutal through plenty of prior movies. Um, it might just be the darkness mm-hmm. uh, of the film itself. You know, the backdrop of it. I, I think, going back to sort of the, the tablicate of despicable people at the start uh, sort of sets a tone where well, number one, you know, first thing I thought was just like, I hope the boyfriend's the first one who dies. <laughs> I mean, shortly after he started uh, uh, going after the daughter, I was just, I hope, I hope he fucking kills him first. Um, but you're talking about Ronnie, right? Sure. The guy gets duct taped to the chair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. he does. And then his bully gets tree branched, but yeah, no, that that's one of the first mm. ones. We didn't even get to see the whole kill. They say he got stabbed in the face and chest. We didn't get to see that. You know, I, I, to me, I think what it is, is that they linger on the suffering a yep. little more in this film. Like, like you see twitch snaps of the, the slicing of the necks or him sort of hitting people against the wall to, to bludgeon them or the bat. But I feel like they were a little more quick hit in the earlier movies where this one like the bully that was brutal yeah oh <laughs> just, yeah just pummeling him with, with what was a shovel was it branch branch that was a yeah. branch mm. it's even worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a tree joel <laughs> you don't even you don't even deserve the uh the sharp edge of a of a tool you, you did the blood force touch had to be bludgeoned yeah. to death 
the, the way I see it as well, it, it's it's mean spirited. I, I think that's I think that's the best way of describing like the kills in this. The the mean spirited because that because it does focus on the suffering. It's not about you know like. We all go and we all, we watch slasher films and we know what we're watching them for. We go, hey, he's going to kill someone in a really fun and creative way. And like, you know, that's that's where part of the enjoyment comes from. Like, you know, the amount of how, uh, times we've I've watched like, you know, Friday the 13th films and sometimes I'm laughing at the kills because mm-hmm. not just, not because I'm an absolute psychopath that likes seeing people kill, it's because they're actually creative and entertaining. Like, you know, Jason smashing someone with a, a sleeping bag. Like, you know, getting someone to sleep, I can smash them against a tree. That's funny. Mm -hmm. But this, it's just, it's like watching a true crime documentary, (laughs) essentially. And I think, I think that that's, that's, that's the kind of like the feeling I get from it. And it's, and it's, and like, you know, as you said, Joel, torture porn. And that's not really the type of, you know, I'm, I'm not into that sort of horror thing. So I think it does skeeve you out, skeeve me out a little bit. You just think, ugh. It's a weird, it's a weird take on torture porn. It's a slasher version of torture porn, which isn't really a thing. And Rob Zombie really tried to make it a thing here. And granted, that was this is 2007. That was kind of the flavor of the month at the time. So that kind of makes sense. Like that's what people were looking for. Uh, yeah, because Hostel was Hostel was 2006, was it? Hostel? I want to say, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the, the Saw films were around that time yeah. as well mm-hmm. when they first started. So it, that was kind of like the horror, you know, like you said, flavor of the month. Yeah. I think I mean spirit. It's a very good description for this, actually, because if you if you think about the details of some of these kills, number one, Michael Myers, he is like groaning and and yelling as he's doing these things. So he's like expressing and emoting in this film like he hasn't in the past. And then these kills, you know, it's not just like a a stab or two and we're done. It is like a born out of anger. I'm going to repeatedly stab you oh yeah to where you're a pin cushion you know yeah I'm well just, it's like i'm just slam my... your head against the wall not just twice seven eight nine ten times where you're a bloodied pulp yeah. oh yeah like one of my notes is literally michael went all negan on the boyfriend like yeah. where he's you know with the baseball bat and he's just hitting him and hitting him and hitting him until there's no head left essentially mm-hmm. yeah and that sequence is brutal like in like it's all brutal but the thing that I, I like, I dance back and forth with it is like, do I like the take of the mental illness with the Michael? Because like, after he gets done murdering the family, and now we're in like the um, the institutional where he's there with Loomis, and I actually really like uh, Malcolm McDowell's um, Doctor Loomis, the rock star, as I yeah, as like I, I, I kind of <laughs> I both like it and don't like it. Like, I think he does a really good job with that with that version of the character. I just don't know if I like that version of the character, but I think the actor has got the, the, the leather jacket and the long hair. And it literally looks like, See, I love just... that version of the character. No question on that. Like, I wish that was him the whole way through, but like he is a character that like he there's growth, like both negative and positive. Like he gets better in some ways and worse in some ways. And that continues on to the next movie. And I think like his character makes the most sense in the next movie of like how he went from a to B and I mostly credit that to the actor. I think he did a really good job with it. I just don't know how much I like his character, but I mm. do like, um, I do like his conversations with young Michael. Like I, I like the way he bounces off of him. Like the whole like, well, you murdered your family. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And just that look of frustration of like, how the hell do I get through to this kid? Like, no, you did. You definitely yeah. did. 
and like that moment where the kid is just screaming like he wants to go home like you actually feel like sympathy coming from him like i i know you do i know but you can't because of what you did you did what did you say you did terrible things yeah like and you did terrible things but then literally goes it's okay it's not okay <laughs> no but it's as, it, but you don't i get that it's as okay as it can be right now yeah 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 and just I, also when, when you have a child and, and mine have not gone to full scale murder but uh even not yet when, <laughs> don't put that evil on me uh, <laughs> but uh you, you got a child and, and even if they did something wrong if they start sobbing and, and you know inconsolably sad you know if it's not something serious you might bring them in and be like it's it's okay you know you're you're still in trouble but it's going to be okay you know just as you go into that sort of parental mode of trying to console them even if it's oh yeah like I remember, but like yeah. just it's it's different, but like I remember when I was like 18, I got into this horrible car accident and like I was freaking out on the side of the road because I just wrecked the car and the firefighter came over to see if I was okay. Like he looked at everything, knew it was my fault, and then I was fucked. But he's like, Hey man, in the long run, it's just gonna be a memory, it's all gonna be fine. And it's like one of those, like, yeah, you're in trouble, but it's it's all gonna be okay. And I think Loomis really sells that in that sequence of like, Yeah, man, you're here, like this is your life now, and that sucks, but we're going to make it as okay as we can. Mm-hmm. And I really do like that moment. And it's one of the last moments we get of like sympathy in general in the movie, except for the one time, like way later in the movie where Michael's trying to look for sympathy from his sister and it just goes horribly wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I like that. Like when the whole thing's ending, I like the turn into like, Oh, he's actually becoming legit Michael Myers now. And it's like, uh, Matt was talking a moment ago about how like kills can be like interesting when they're done creatively and they can be funny. They get one in this movie and it's not because the kill itself is funny. It's because the setup is funny. And it's when uh, they're, uh, Loomis is going to finally tell uh, Sherry Moon, like, look, your son, he's not coming back. Like, we need to figure something out. He hasn't talked in two weeks, guys. We need to go hash something out. We need to start coming up with a new plan. And as they go to have that conversation, they leave Michael with a nurse who looks at a picture of him and his baby sister and goes, oh, cute baby. And she does this extremely comical, slow, I am going to turn my back on you now. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I even made, like, where the hell? I've got a note somewhere that basically, oh, yeah, nurse turns her back on Michael. She deserves to be stabbed with a fork. <laughs> I just, my note was, I'm going to fully turn my back on you now. And why is there a fork in my neck? <laughs> Did it strike anybody else that Loomis referred to her as nurse instead yeah. of an actual name? Yeah. Nurse, come do this. And it's like, oh. oh. Nurse victim. <laughs> <laughs> come over here. <laughs> nurse stabby neck. Like, uh, it's like the only only kill in the movie that legitimately makes me laugh. And it's only because of that slow turn. Just like the, I am going to take my eyes off of you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think it, it makes it makes me laugh too as well, but it makes me laugh because it's just no fucking way would and would that person ever do that? Like no, you know, no. This if kid they have any idea, murdered people. It yeah. wasn't like he accidentally killed some guy. It's like no, oh, he was very intentionally murdering the fuck out of three people. Like, and there's no way they'd even give him metal cutlery. No, <laughs> <laughs> like he's getting he's getting plastic stuff, which if you try to stab your food, it's gonna break. Yeah, like, like you, you're you're a particularly stuffed piece of steak. 
that fork is just breaking when you try and stab it. He's getting a blunted plastic spork. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's his that's his uh, silverware from now on. Uh, but except for the one time where he got a fork and he whoo, he made use of it. Um, poor nurse. I'm gonna go ahead and say fork is not an optimal thing to use for corn. No, no, that, that's also true. Yeah. It is great for neck stabbing, though. Um, oh yeah, you think about it, you know you stab someone in the neck with a fork, you've got four puncture wounds for the yeah. for the blood to spray out. It's of. it's, it's aeration. It's okay. That, yeah, he's just aerating her neck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she was choking a little bit. I do yeah. have tracheotomy. <laughs> but like when you look, it's not like he's stabbing her a whole bunch. Like in that security footage, he's just like using the fork as a joystick. He's just like moving it around. It's like, mm-hmm. oh god. Which it to me, that, that's that's worse, I think, because I, I can so almost like, you know, picture feeling that fork yeah. moving oh, inside yeah. you. It's like, you know, that's the one thing that kind of grosses me out a little bit. But yeah. like, you know, that's just from like, you know, when I, I had my gallbladder, I needed a drainage tube put in. So and whenever I moved my body, I could feel it inside moving. And every time I was like going, oh, yeah, because oh, no. I could feel that thing moving yep. inside. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, no there's thing. something a bit. Yeah, I don't like that feeling. <laughs> Although two is better than fork to the neck. Anyhow, uh, so now that we, we've, we've, I would well, 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 <laughs> Matt, Jesus. there's an easy way to find the answer for this. Uh, go get a fork, come stab yourself in the yeah. neck. Yeah. <laughs> well, not yourself. You need to find a, a willing friend. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to okay. do an experiment. <laughs> sit it's for still. science. <laughs> I'm doing let it for a see, podcast. Let me, let me just see how, uh, how, when I can get a flight to LA. Brian. Got favor. <laughs> oh, I'm busy that day. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> uh, so now we've kind of said goodbye to kid Michael and he's grown up into just an absolute tree trunk of a man uh, who still likes making masks, which like the first time I saw this, I kind of hated it. Now the second time I'm like, I kind of dig it. Like, it's weird. It's quirky. They don't really delve too much into it other than he, he likes hiding himself. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. It's enough of an explanation and it gives kind of like a fun visual cue of him like making these masks. I'm into it. I think you can also infer a bit of obsession yeah. through it too. Like you think about even criminals struggle with like solitary confinement, right? Yeah. It, it's like the worst punishment you can give them because it's the complete isolation and, and you're not able to do anything other than sit. And if Michael was in that situation where number one, he saw his personal self different than on the masked self, yeah, and you after a while you just see yourself as mostly just on the masked self. It becomes that kind of Batman thing. Like, is is Bruce Wayne really Batman acting as Bruce Wayne, or is it Bruce Wayne acting as Batman when he's out there? I mean, that depends on who's which movie you're watching. The Robert Pattinson I, one. Oh, uh, that that's a that is just Batman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Batman. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Maybe I'll watch well, it someday. It, it, it's you interesting. Watch it. it is pretty good. It's it's no, no, no this is a very good film. You yeah, you should really... definitely watch it. It's just long. It's just way too long, but it's worth it. Uh, you're, you're not selling me. <laughs> right just watch it in multiple viewings. You, like you, it's pretty clear when you can take a break. Like they oh. they make it like oh, th- this would be a good moment to to walk Go away to the from. Bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> they, it's pretty obvious. I okay. I would think it's not as obvious as like Justice League, where it's like chapter two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but close enough. All right. Uh, so now that we have grown up Michael, we got to get him out of the hospital, which uh, if you're watching Matt's version involves horrible. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't call it my version. I didn't. I didn't create that. <laughs> if you're I watching the, that the, the zombie dog special cut. 
We, yes, we, you're yeah. watching the Zombie Dog approved version. <laughs> Black Label Halloween. <laughs> That's where you're at. If you're watching the one that Joel and I did, it's just you know, it's it's just a little violence, um, little friendly violence. Um, but he gets out pretty quick. But I do want to before we move too fast on it, we do have this really fun uh, in, uh, relationship between him and Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is clearly just friends with Rob Zombie and just kind of did this fun part um, where he's the nice guy. He's the nice. Uh, Ward, who's been taking care of Michael since he was a kid. Um, he's always really nice to him, calls him Mikey, always apologizes for him to like, lock him up. Like, I'm really sorry about these chains, Mikey. Uh, so when Michael's getting out and he runs into Danny Trejo, you have that moment of like, is this a sympathetic version of Michael Myers or not? I guess we're about to, oh, no, it's not. Nope, nope, there goes Danny <laughs> Trejo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the sudden I saw him, my initial thought was, I worry for Danny Trejo's safety. <laughs> I mean, like people are always talking about how like Sean Bean dies every and in his films, like it is always dying in films. Danny Trejo is literally brought into films to be killed. Yeah. Like yeah. I can't think of any film apart from Machete where he doesn't die. And that's only because it's the only one that he stars in. I mean, I'm sure that's it. When he's a comedic character, he doesn't die in them. Like when he uh, no, that's a TV show. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine, he doesn't die. Um, but that's different. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not. Does Rose's dad <laughs> die at some point? I'm trying to remember. Probably. <laughs> uh, but that'd be way later in the show, so I still don't count it. But yeah, yeah <laughs> essentially, he was brought here to die. But he doesn't. He he is such a good actor, and I think people kind of forget how good of an actor Danny Trejo can be. But he plays a very sympathetic character. Like you get that he is a nice guy in this. I mean, I think he's the his death is the one death where I was like, oh no, no please don't kill him. Yeah, please don't kill it. Especially like I thought. For a second that he was going to walk away, but then no, he goes and grabs the TV and smashes it on his head. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, oh, he's definitely dead now. Yeah. And that's and like, just... oh, okay. So Michael's gone. The version of Michael that the mom wished he was, he's not there. Yeah. Or is yeah. he? We'll ask that question again a little bit later. Um, it's okay. He escapes and he's going to go to Iowa and join Slipknot as their new drummer. And yeah. everything will be just fine. <laughs> but first he has to go run into a former cast member from Dawn of the Dead, which I always like seeing him. Uh He's Peter, never... Peter from Dawn of the Dead, yeah. brilliant. He's like, never... oh, as the first thing I saw him in, Keenan and Kel as fucking oh, Keenan's dad. <laughs> like he's never been the world's greatest actor, but he's just fun enough. He eats scenery better than I think anyone. Like even like the way he introduces himself to Michael when he's really trying to like, like he's trying to take a shit, but he's wearing the jumpsuit that Michael wants to wear, so of course he's got to die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like, he's <laughs> like, all right, fine. I guess I got to fight this guy. He opens the door. And like, I don't want to ruin my quote for later in this movie. But just when he stares down Michael Myers, huge Michael Myers, terrifying mask, clearly looks like he's about to murder someone. He's like, let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> One of the best lines in any movie. But then, of course, he gets just brutally murdered. Going back to like what Joel said earlier, like I could smash your head in this wall five times and you'd be dead or 10 times and I can play with the putty that was your brain. Mm -hmm. And he definitely goes for putty. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, Jesus, that kill is rough. Like the way it's shot is rough. The way like they have the camera shake every time he hits the wall just makes it a little extra visceral. Like, yeah, <sighs> it gives it gives you a, like it gives you more of a visual feeling of the power behind the impact as well, the fact that it's it's making the camera shake and, yeah. you know, use air quotes for that because it's not actually, that it's an intentional thing, but it, I'm psychologically sure it's yours... done in post. That looks like a digital shake, but either way, it's yeah. fine. Like, 
But like that's the thing that psychologically you're you're seeing the impact and thinking, oh shit, he's hitting him so hard that it's shaking the camera. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's kind of like that that like you said, that visceral impact and, and it really works, I think. Where like, was this in comparison to the Bourne movies? Like what what uh, time range? Around like, the time. I, think. I want okay. to say in between two and three. Okay, because I feel like that was another like of its time thing, the, the, the shaky, shaky cam. cam. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, supremacy was two thousand and five, and then ultimatum was two thousand seven. I think because mm-hmm. okay. I know I was I know I was in my first year of university when ultimatum came out because I remember seeing like a screener of it. So this um, would be around the same time as the third one. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, like around, that, a year or two, around that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But it is yeah, it, it's completely in that sort of that shaky cam action footage kind of thing. Which what they do in this film is not too bad but the next one they they just they go away over the top of the shaky cam and there's like one of my notes is literally like stop shaking the camera i don't know what's going on the next one is <laughs> over the top in every way shape and form tune in mm. next week for that thing uh yeah. <laughs> but I, I do like my one of my next notes coming up was one of my favorite ones which is hey i know you aren't you from halloween uh can you guess where we are in the show <laughs> I, I love that uh, rob zombie brought her back like the way that like uh we're talking about daniel harris uh who plays jamie gotta get these fucking name right <laughs> and now annie <laughs> and now annie annie i remember but plays jamie in uh halloween four and five um yeah. and it's really cool that they brought her back here it, it does kind of the last like I want to say third of her part. She is running around topless. I didn't really need to see her topless. It does feel weird having the child actor from four be so sexualized in this. I'm still mm. kind of dealing with how uncomfortable it made me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people grow up, they bang. It's a thing. That's on me. Um, <laughs> if she was cool with it. That Then that's cool. Um, but Either way, I really liked that he brought her back. Like it was especially because she was done so dirty with Halloween six, where like you don't matter. Like, no, no one cares about you. And yes, they fucking did. Uh so he, they brought her back here. They made her one of like the, the famous characters and they let her live. And like there was a lot of really cool things they did about having her in this movie. And she's still a good actor. Like she plays a very convincing teenager when she most definitely was not a teenager by the time this came out. Yeah, I think she was like 40 or something. Yeah, like she was at this point. <laughs> I think she was in her 30s. I could be wrong, but she was definitely way older than the other two teenagers yeah um but she did a good job like she was convincing enough and i thought she was a lot of fun and i I liked having her in this movie and this movie does a really good job with those sort of like we're gonna hire cameo-esque characters but they can act and they did the same Mm. thing with her dad her dad is chucky uh yeah brad dorif he's he's an exceptional actor such a good actor i love whenever he pops up because he's he's got that sort of and i I don't mean to like insult the actor he's got a like a weird look to him and you never know when when he actually shows up like there's always something you always think oh there's something a bit off and creepy about him but sometimes they they sort of like play into that and then other times they don't and it's really it's it's quite nice when he does show up because because he's he's a good actor as well so he's able to play with that that sort of um oh is he gonna be bad guy is he not a bad guy yeah and every time he shows up in anything i always think he's great he you know he's in one of the the best x-files episodes of the first season as well as a, a serial killer he's amazing like absolutely academy award worthy amazing as worm time yeah. in uh lord of the rings like oh yeah mm-hmm. I see again that he's one of yeah. those actors as well who just he's such a chameleon 
Because sometimes yeah. when he when he shows up, you're like, oh, it's Brad Dorif. But then other times, like you just you don't see him, you see the character he's playing. Yeah. And, and it's just like what I mean, in the- Star Trek, he's in Star Trek Voyager, he's got a very short arc in Star Trek Voyager as a murdering like beta Z who goes a bit crazy and murders them, but it's fantastic. Like yeah. he's so good in that. And like there's so many people um I've seen in like posts where like they really did that character dirty. They should have kept him around for a lot longer because it was a really interesting character. Yeah. And that's almost, at least in my mind, every time thanks to Brad Dorf. And like, and I've heard him interview, like he's just one of the most humble people. He's like, oh, no, no, no. It's just in the writing. Like the writing was really good and I got lucky. And it's like, you shut up, dude. You're amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, so having him in this thing, it does both feel kind of like a cameo because, you know, Rob Zombie's such a horror movie fanatic. You can tell how, I don't think we've really said it yet. Watching the last third of this movie, you can just tell how much he fucking loves the original Halloween. Like there is just yeah. so much love up on the screen. It's Rob Zombie version of love, so it's a little twisted, but it's still just unbridled love up there. And I really, really like like that he takes the time to go find these character actors from these horror movies, from these things, and put them in the movie when they can actually deliver. And he delivers so well in this movie, even better in the next movie. I would very quickly say next week, he's the best actor next week. Like, Oh, yeah, ne- he's, next yeah. week. He's he's yeah. 1,000% <laughs> the best thing about that film. Oh, yeah. And, and But he's arguably one of the best things in this movie. Like, that scene where he finds his daughter at the end of this thing is brutal. Yeah. Um, but it's the same thing here. Like just him showing up when they're walking down the street, like, hey kids, who needs a ride? It's like, oh, we got Brad Dorf in this movie. And I'm just like excited <laughs> from there on out. Um, uh. But then like after that, the movie just zips. Like we get the the introduction of like, all right, here are the kids. These are the ones who are probably going to die. Well, I guess we'll find out. And she's banging Bob. And it's just like, boom, we're there. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, I guess we are just going to skip all the preamble, like the babysitting aspect of this, which I guess we didn't really need. Like we still like we still give the relationship between like uh, Lori and the kid and Annie and the kid. Like so it's still there, but it's not like as much like for like in the forefront as it was before. It's a very tertiary thing. I mean, it's almost a part of the backdrop rather than an actual plot device. I mean, there's brief moments where the children get involved, but not nearly as much as there was in the first movie. Yeah, it it feels more like Rob Zombie's like, all right, well, it was going to be called the babysitter killer. So, you know, let's make sure that there's babysitters in this thing. Yeah, they're they're babysitters. And like he checks the box and he moves on. And that's that's kind of enough for me since we do have to squeeze an hour 40 minute movie into one hour so he's really just stripping things out that he doesn't need uh and, and i'm sort of fine with it because it does kind of make it just kind of like bang 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 we're moving yeah. um and he does slide in the extra i'm also going to kill Lori's parents this time like like we're going to make this mm. a little bit more traumatic for her and i kind of like that i don't really like the it's brutal it's you know no one likes seeing yeah. die, but um especially the way he kills the mom like it's all just so fucking rough yeah. um goes back good. to that mean-spirited thing though yeah because you're seeing her it, like suffering and begging and you know it's lingering on the suffering the character i think like joel nailed it completely when he said that like you know this film focuses more on the suffering of the characters yeah rather than the, the like you know the, it's less about building tension and more about showing the suffering and yeah. I think that's where it sort of veers into the category of I'm not really enjoying this too much because, you know, I'll happily watch action films where people's heads are being blown to bits and stuff like that. 
But I don't want to watch a, 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 an action film or something like that where someone gets their arm blown off and they, they're like they're writhing around in agony for five minutes screaming. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I, you know, I want to watch. We're not watching Saving Private Ryan here. Like, it's, yeah, it's different. <laughs> um, but I, I do still like. I, it's weird because I'm going to kind of change my tune next week. But I do still kind of like the, even though it is that more violent, more mean spirited, it still works for me in this world of this movie. This movie specifically, I think it still kind of works. Um, and by having the idea that Michael knows she's his sister, and like we're leaving that up front, it does make for those kills of her parents like that extra anger makes sense because it's personal to him like we didn't really have mm. that in the first movie like it was supposedly there and then they kind of flirt with it a little bit but in this movie it's like michael liked his little sister that was the one thing they made clear was that he was okay with baby sister so these mm. people who try to take baby sister away from him they gotta fucking go and it makes that sort of like extra visceral kill make sense story-wise. So like, that's why I think I'm still kind of okay with it because he's mad at them. And I'm like, that's kind of cool in a weird way. I, I don't know how much to give to it, but either way, back, back to Bob and Linda. Lin wow. That's Bob's burgers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bob. And now I'm forgetting her name. Cause I just want to say it Linda. is Linda. Is it Linda? It is Linda. I'm have sure you guys, Linda. have you guys seen the, uh... has that never clicked for me before? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen Maybe the Mario movie trailer yet? <laughs> I've seen the first one that they did. Okay. There's a point where Chris Pratt says, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Somebody juxtaposed that with a animation of Linda from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it tracks way too much for my comfort. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need a link. I'm gonna need a link. Yeah, I'll I'll find it. <laughs> um but anyhow so now, now we're in the night um bob and linda are it's basically the first movie again like this is the exact sequence that we saw before um the totally girl is gonna get killed like bob even gets pinned to a wall like he did in the other movie yeah it's all very fun it's very cool they do the ghost sheet thing yeah. i like what they did with the ghost sheet thing though because they have bob is gonna do that and then yeah. it's like michael then does it because he saw Bob and go, oh, this is an idea to, to sneak up on. I kind of yeah. like, like, you know, how they, they flipped with that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I literally, one of my, my notes is, oh, Bob's doing the ghost sheet thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did the spooky ghost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he even like, you know, he gets, he gets stabbed, stabs him to the wall. And then he even does the, like the long lingering, just kind of stare as he's, yeah. you know, the what he does to Bob in the first one. Yeah, and that's kind of it's just like a, a nice like nod. Um, yeah, it's an homage. Yeah, and, and then after that, it, it's just kind of th that's just kind of it, isn't it? Like he kills them, and then he goes and attacks Annie, uh, and Annie's boyfriend, right? Yeah, there's another guy there, wasn't there that he got killed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of forgetting some of the red shirts in this because they like if they weren't the story ones, they kind of just went gone. Um, I think does he kill? I think he kills Bob and Linda before he kills Laurie's mum and dad, actually. Because they Does die he? quite early on. Yeah, they, they die really early on. You know, that I think you're right, because the reason why Bob and Linda are sort of collateral damage is because, you know, what's more fun than having sex in a haunted house where there's a serial killer? <laughs> no. Because um, they, they set up that house as like the spooky house. That's it, yeah, because right? he, that's, that's, it's the old Myers house. And because oh, yeah, he goes yeah. there, 
and he goes to get the back like and this is one thing that like it annoys me about these remakes so they did it in Friday the 13th and they did it in this one as well and I'm sure that you know if they did a remake of Scream they'd do the same goddamn thing about how they make a massive point about the mask and it's like oh this yeah. mask means so much and it's like it's just a fucking mask it's, it's less it's less scary when you try to make it mean something like you know they they do in this one of like oh well it's the one that is the boyfriend who was having wanted to have sex with his sister whilst wearing the mask which i'm sorry if anyone comes out wearing this creepy mask and says yeah i want to do it with the mask on leave yeah don't, that's, care. That's a, don't care if it's not if it's your house leave that's a hard no um I actually don't but, think this movie does it too bad with the mask, like the mask worship, because it's character driven because he is mask worshiping. I think they do it way worse than the David Gordon Green ones. Like that one is all like the mask is God. Like that one, I think they do way yeah. too much. But this one, it doesn't bother me as much. Like It's just kind of like, oh, he found the one he likes to wear. And the, I think part of the reason why I'm more OK with it is because in the next movie, they're more like, ah, fuck the mask. Like it's yeah. there, but who cares? Um so I think, I think Rob just... actually agrees with you. It's just this movie, they need the mask front and center because it's a Michael Myers movie and you need the Michael Myers mask. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the whole, they actually try to give him a character arc in some yeah. sense, right? Yeah. It's not it's not as bad as the Friday the 13th remake where it's literally, you're in a, a, a loft. Oh yeah, and it's like and a, just like... a sunbeam just shining on it. Like, yeah, and he, and, he, and he picks up like a box and just, it's just sitting there on, on its own. It's like... This there was a fucking there was, there, was a, there was a sports equipment shed where he could have got it from. Yeah. <laughs> but no, in this attic with the sunbeam coming down. Yeah. But it's it's just that thing that like it's a, another case of, oh well, this is this is this is what's so important about the character. Well, it's not really. Like, yeah. you know, the, these masks were never meant to define the character. They were always just a way that the character can hide their face. Yeah. And I I think based on next week's movie we do this all the time whenever we record two episodes we talk about next week all the time um but based on next week's movie i think rob zombie agrees with you um yeah. but but we'll get to the next week when we get to next week so we're we're almost done with this movie because after he kills annie it's basically the last 10 minutes of halloween but it's just again about 10 minutes here so he doesn't actually kill annie like in for some reason he just kind of beats her up and cuts her up a whole bunch and just kind of leaves her naked and bloody on the floor as like a trap sort of thing I think, yeah. I, if if they were trying to go for that, I didn't catch it. Uh, I, I mean, that that is one of the weaker moments of this movie for yeah, me. Like, is is that I didn't find the rationale for why he let her s- survive. You know, the only thing that really makes sense to me is that Daniel Harris was fucked over by Halloween movies, and Rob Zombie felt bad killing her in this mm-hmm. one, at least. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, because even the next one, she gets the most emotional death in any fucking halloween movie so like mm-hmm. even when they do yeah. kill her they like this is a big deal that we're killing daniel harris um so i, I get that but i agree because like that was the only thing i can think of i'm like why is he leaving her alive is that like he thinks laurie will come over to her because he knows their friends because he saw them outside together and like maybe he can you know grab her when she's like oh no my bloody dying friend but it still doesn't like that doesn't feel right to me like none of it really clicks I'm willing to just kind of let it go if it's like the one legit complaint I have with the movie, but it, I agree with Joel. It, it, I couldn't track it like why it's happening. Yeah, I don't get it either. To be honest, I I, it, I remember thinking, did he get 
disturbed? Did someone? I'm, I'm trying. I was like literally thinking, did someone disturb him? And he's like, had to quickly run off and hide. But he's not the type to hide. Like, that's not his thing. Like, yeah, it's like it don't make any sense. Like Michael does not leave survivors. No, he he kills you and then leaves your body for someone to find in a, a creative way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a. It's just a misunderstanding of like what the character kind of was, but at the same time, I'm like, that's fine because this isn't the Michael Myers that we were watching before. This is a new take on it. This is a new Michael Myers, and I should try to get on board with the Michael Myers Rob Zombie is giving me. Okay, fine. The one that you're giving me puts people in a meat blender. Why did this one not go in the meat blender? Like, yeah. So like, I, I'll wall. get on board with whatever you want to give me, but stay consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyhow, so now we're now we're in the very end of this thing. Michael's going after Lori. Um, Lori gets fucked up, yeah, like, way more than the first movie. But it's still mm-hmm. not as like violent towards her as I thought it would go, like with the Rob Zombie movie. But it's very like believable, like injuries, like when she falls through the floor, so she's gonna crack her ankle. Like when she does stuff like that, yeah. she just gets really messed up. But it's it's one of the best depictions I think out of any of the movies we've seen so far of someone legitimately fighting for their life like this guy is going to win um and i'm fucked and and it's that really great like like cat and mouse sort of like i need to do everything i can to survive um before we dive too much into it we should mention the incredibly awkward moment of sister look picture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that is that is weird it's weird right it's so weird it's like and she's there just going, I don't know what this means. Like, yeah, that's fair. None of us do. <laughs> yep. I, I think that's why that scene works for me is because they don't give her the connect the dots into, oh, I'm your sister. And then yep. that would really break it for me. But I, I think the fact that like he is in the best way he can figure out how to do just like point at the picture and say, look, look, yeah. that's you. That's me. Uh, you consider the character and that makes sense to me. Yeah. And I like that they they went realistic with her because like when you're watching this sequence in a horror movie, what you're expecting is to get that really crafty final girl to go like, oh, oh, you want me to look at the picture? Okay, well, why don't we figure this out? Like trying to do that whole like, um, uh, like the from the la- the final girl in uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two where he, she's like, I was oh, I'm just thinking your mom. of that. Like, like yeah, you're have I was that moment. Just of- thinking of that where she puts the top on. It's like, it's okay, Jason. Yeah. Jason's good boy Jason like you know that when you were saying that like that's that's the first thing that popped into my head as well but that's uh, Amy. What the, yeah Amy thank you it feels like that's what they're teeing up here and you get the way more realistic thing of like why are you showing me a picture like you just mm-hmm. murdered everyone I know and then you knocked me out and dragged me into your into this crazy creepy house thing what what the fuck is going on with like, my dead friend behind me as yeah well? like but that, that also makes- it's a setup for a really great moment too, where she tries to sort of pretend that she's going to help him yeah. and then just completely grabs the knife and just right into his shoulder. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I, for my money, she is pretty close to Jamie Lee Curtis in terms of how she performed here. Uh, yeah. It, it's her own take because Jamie Lee Curtis was a little more almost badass, and And she in this movie is outright terrified and just scrambling to survive. And it's that sort of being cornered and finding anything to get him out of you. Um, that I think works really well because it, it feels very grounded and believable. And that I know that's strange for a, 
Halloween movie to say, <laughs> but, but that moment, her, her acting and what happens to her made sense. Yeah, totally agree. Um, yeah. It's a shame that apparently Jamie Lee Curtis is so mean to this actor, but apparently she's just a real dick to her all the time. And it's like, mm. why, why? I mean, I get it. She made fun of one of your movies, but at the same time, like chill dude. Um, <laughs> but either way, uh, so that the whole scramble fight for your life sequence happens. He tackles her out a window Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, we forgot Loomis shows up at some point to try to help. Loomis in the back of this, he doesn't really play a, a part in this like he did in the original. Like They try to have him there, but it doesn't quite work, I don't yeah. think. I think no. like the, the, the weirdest scene as well is the scene where he goes to get a gun. And it's like, I'm sorry, if I'm that gun store owner, I am not selling this man a gun. He's um... so erratic. And he's just like, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, just give me, give me whatever's going to kill someone. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, I'm not selling you a gun. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but this is Haddonfield, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, oh, we've had a I, movie where the police were basically just a tablitator red deck. So I mean, <laughs> do, do you not remember uh, Ryan's favorite line of "shit, Earl"? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one, the police though. That was uh, the posse that. Oh, that's after true. All that's the true. police were dead. That's true. <laughs> one thing I do like, you know, I'm speaking to two people who are from Illinois, Illinois. Illinois. Uh, I'll say it right. That's right. Two people are from Illinois. Are there many outdoor swimming pools in Illinois? Because I feel like that they would just freeze over pretty fucking quick. Oh, there's, there's enough. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, all you, she all falls you into wind. that pool, and I'm sitting there thinking, is there going to be any outdoor swimming pools in Illinois? Oh, yeah. There's quite a few. Yeah. It's just you have to like winterize and put a bunch of attention into putting it away. So, yeah. So, boiling water essentially. Yep. Sure. Yeah, that, that, that'll do it. <laughs> um, but either way, so Loomis shows up. He gets uh, his head kind of cracked a little bit. He gets uh, he gets himself a good headache. Um, but he survives as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it just kind of they fall out a window together, and she shoots him in the face, screams a whole bunch, and the movie ends. Like that's. I, I found I, that pretty powerful, actually. Yeah, it's it, it really, it kind of takes a cue from like French horror films where it's like for a period of time there, like most French horror movies ended with a woman standing usually in a field or some sort of outdoor area covered head to toe in blood, just screaming her head off and smash cut to directed by. Um, <laughs> this one did basically the same thing. Like, it's just yeah. like, oh God, you're in this moment and it's over. It, it reminded me home- actually of... Uh, Soup, uh, Man of Steel, you know, when he tells uh, Zod and he just <laughs> yeah. starts screaming. It's, it's just to, to me, I took it as like the horror of realizing that you're capable of doing that too, and you did it, you yeah, know, even if it was for five. Yeah, I, my, I, my only issue with the ending really is that like the stuff in the house just seems to be going on. Far yes. too long. Yes, yeah, it I went on is... and on and on, and I'm like, I'm there, like, especially when Michael has got that piece of wood or whatever it is, and he's smashing through the ceiling. And I'm like, okay, I get it. He's smashing through. Just can we get on with this now? Because this is just like, you know, I swear to God, it's like a full minute of him just going oh, yeah. with the piece but, of wood but, through the roof, and I'm like, fucking hell. But that is the that is the moment where I thought like okay we can wrap this up because each of those individual sequences of him trying to kill her are pretty damn good right yeah. mm-hmm. I mean that moment in itself is a very tense good moment but it is after three or four different other sequences of this chase 
that was just like okay we can pair it back just a little bit yeah this was a it was a rob zombie did a good job directing a lot of sequences and he couldn't figure out which ones to get rid of um which is a bummer but that that's kind of what it feels like i also wonder if there's like some four-hour cut of this out there somewhere like i i feel like it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to think he just totally shot the entirety of the original Halloween and just had to cut a lot of it out. Um, yeah, that's that's not a four-hour film I want to watch. No, I don't think so either, but <laughs> I, it wouldn't surprise me if that was a thing that was existed out there. Um, but I, I think we've kind of covered it. So uh, the one last note that I'm going to throw out here, uh, just because I, I kind of I, I need to, with how much, like, young girl nudity there is in this movie seeing the weinsteins pop up at the end just yeah. makes me feel like oh yeah it's, it's yeah the see the weinsteins pop up at the end it's just like oh that's why no that mm. that makes a lot that more. makes sense now that's why daniel harris had to be naked for like 20 minutes while she's getting murdered like good lord guys yeah uh, and that, that's why the, the actress who played linda was naked on screen probably majority of the time she was actually on screen yeah like oh yeesh um now let's talk about favorite moments <laughs> <laughs> um so i i gave away my favorite line with uh with with the, the introduction from earlier um with joe grizzly bitch so i'm gonna go with a different thing and it's gonna be kind of a it's gonna be kind of a cheat but i'm gonna use it because uh we didn't really talk about it in the episode and i'm gonna go for just like a general blanket statement of michael stalking is my favorite moment because we've really lost that in the last couple of movies we've watched um the stalking has been kind of shit it's just been some dude in the background and this one i actually felt like i was looking for him again like, and that was kind of fun of like, oh, where is Michael? Like, where is he hidden in the frame? And then every now and then you'd see like his leg move and it's like, oh, he's already there. You're already fucked. And I, that was yeah. really kind of fun mm-hmm. to bring that back because I hadn't had that since like really well since Halloween four. So there's been quite a few moments since movies since I really enjoyed the stalking and it was back in this and I think it was done really well. So that, that my, was my, my only problem, my only problem with the stalking is when Michael just suddenly appears in the Wallace house and it's like, there's, there's no real like there's no way that he could have got in you know we don't he, he has not broken in because they would have heard something he's just suddenly randomly in like, i just assumed safe middle america they left the door open yeah i i guess i mean i'm very that, paranoid about as soon as i go and in, get into my house i close the door and i lock it straight away so well you know. yeah but you're not in haddonfield so <laughs> no that's true yeah um but matt what about you favorite moment Hey, buddy, just to give you a heads up, I got a Taco Supreme talking back at me, so I'm doing, <laughs> going to be a while. So do you mind waiting somewhere else and let me pass this beast in peace? <laughs> I want a Joe Grizzly movie. <laughs> I fucking love the character. He's, he's in it for like two minutes, but to be honest, like that guy, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but every time he shows up anywhere, I, I just, I love it. He's so, so good. Like, like you said, he's maybe not the best actor in the world, but damn, is he fun to watch. Yeah. He was some much-needed levity in a very dark movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. just I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might make, like, the final wrap-up and, like, my favorite quotes, like, that might make it out. <laughs> oh, we so need good. a T-shirt of that. He just yeah. His face is, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> 
you get so many you're like what is that from like i know mm-hmm. that what is that from <laughs> rob zombies halloween oh why do you want a shirt from that <laughs> because joe i'm grizzly. joe grizzly bitch <laughs> <laughs> all right joel last but not least uh um i a lot of my favorite moments are the really brutal ones like the last scene but i, I want to end with some levity and, and fun uh I, I got two number one uh the first sex scene there is a sticker on the wall that says learn from your parents mistakes use birth control <laughs> <laughs> which uh i i enjoy quite a bit and then uh i think it's a part where uh Lori and the kids are in the bathroom and then the police officer gets killed and then Michael Myers does a great old-fashioned walking through the uh, door. Oh yeah, so so I I enjoyed that yeah. quite a bit. He's, he's walking through doors again without opening them. Yeah, I, I will say I do miss the stab and lift. I haven't yeah. seen that in a bit. Mm. Um, yep. I was waiting for it. I don't think there's one in next week, is there? Like, I don't no. think there is. We we haven't had a stab and lift. Hmm. What a bummer! Try this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i feel like that's gonna come back in like the the final trilogy oh oh they, they might wear it out in the final trilogy <laughs> uh specifically <laughs> halloween kills they they uh they stab and lift quite a few people in that movie um just just going down a corridor like stab lift stab lift i don't want to spoil just, it it's just a, we'll it's get a, there it's just a gym with two people on the end of knives going ah get my biceps in here Oh, so you've seen Halloween Kills. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I haven't, um, but I really hope that's exactly what happens now. The the first five minutes, you're not far off. Um, <laughs> kind of like how I said when you guessed Aliens for Halloween 2, you weren't far off. You weren't right, but you weren't <laughs> far off. Um, yeah, that was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred uh, Aliens. yeah. All right, let's do a round of plugs and we can say goodbye so we can start talking about next week. Uh, for this show, every other show on the ATH Network, be sure to check out ATHpod.com, uh, which includes uh, Demon Days and Damage Boost and Joel's show. Yeah. Uh, we are Afterthoughts. My better half and myself do a uh, book club review. Right now, we are working on Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring which I already know she is way far ahead of me. So I've got some homework to do much <laughs> like these movies. Um, also part of a co- podcast called super GG radio. It is a video game podcast about upcoming indie game releases and going through our backlog. You can find us at Twitter at super GG radio, uh, Twitch, Facebook. Uh, I don't know why we got a Facebook to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. We have a TikTok that I'm trying to learn how to, uh, leverage the chinese government to uh control people with it so oh yeah at least you're being honest about what you're doing unlike the rest of those people out there (laughs) (laughs) uh tiktok is a weird place guys Um, it is it it, is it the algorithm sends you down weird rabbit holes so like i got into nostalgia tiktok and they love using that uh you know the music from donkey kong country where it's the underwater stuff sure yeah okay all right they use that music for nostalgia posting so like it'll be a bunch of pictures okay. from the 90s just like okay great you are now tying a really good song to like me being old thank you <laughs> thank you very much for that oh that's funny uh matt what about you which plugin uh so i've got the the other podcast that i'm gonna be in that's gonna be launching sometime early 2023 called science Nonfiction, where we cover 
science fiction films or TV episodes or themes uh, or story elements from science fiction films and TV series. And we basically analyze the science in them. We've got a regular co-host with me, Dr. Charlotte Gertz. Uh, we will also be bringing in other people as guest hosts to talk about, you know, things that are specific to the area that they are experts in. So, for example, we are arranging at the moment with, uh, I forgot his name. I, I, I know his first name. I can't remember his surname. Um, so I, I'll, I'll do that again and you can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> So we're arranging with uh, someone at the moment who's going to come on and talk about gravity. Uh, they're they're specialising. Well, they they are a specialist in space junk, which you know there's a lot of that in gravity. Um, so we're just uh, sorting out uh, a good time that we're, we're all free at the same time to record that, and then we're going to be looking at a few other things as well. Um, I, I believe that moon, Moonfall has been requested yeah. by someone, <laughs> so I think we'll. We will look at science accurate moonfall. Yeah, we will. We will look at uh, who will be best to come on that. We might just get a bunch of people to come on, and we'll just all rip it apart. Uh, but yeah, so look out for that coming in twenty twenty three. Cool. All right, guys. I think that that's it, and I, I think we should say goodbye. We're only halfway through the Rob Zombie movies, and the back half is gonna be a little rough. So. Uh... Tune in next week when we talk about one of the most fucking bananas horror movies I think I've ever seen. Um, I've now seen both the director's cut and the theatrical cut because I accidentally watched the theatrical cut when looking for the director's cut. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about those differences. Uh, they're mostly the director's cut is bad. It's very bad. <laughs> uh, the theatrical cut is only just kind of bad. Um, but uh, I watched the worst one. Great. Oh, my God. The Rob Zombie version is so much worse than the theatrical <laughs> Whoa. Um, but we'll talk about that next week. So, uh, bye. Bye? Yeah, bye. Let's go. Bye. bye. bye.